listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 3rd of February 2022. Later, OPEC Plus boosts output. So why will petrol prices likely remain high? But first, let's start with the Australian share market and that huge technology sell-off today. The 200 down just 0.1%, 7,078. The miners did well. BHP and Fortescue Metals up by at least 3% each. Sydney Airport's also climbed. Shareholders approved its $24 billion takeover, which is the biggest cash transaction in Australian corporate history, but the technology space smashed. The All Technology Index fell 4.3%. It's down about 18% so far this year. The biggest losers on the market, tech stocks today, the likes of Block, which recently acquired Afterpay, and Zip, down by almost 10% each. And it follows huge losses out of the US overnight in that technology space. PayPal shares fell the most on record, down 25% following some weak earnings numbers. And then after the markets closed, we heard from the likes of Facebook, the um, Facebook owner, Meta, Meta shares down 23%. Investors a little disappointed about its earnings outlook. And Spotify, Uh, investors not too pleased about its subscriber numbers and shares fell 10% in after-hours trade. So what does this all mean and why is it happening? For more, I spoke earlier with Ben Clark. He's a portfolio manager at TMS Capital. Ben, the US finished stronger overnight. We're down. What drove the market here? Yeah, look, we have had a weaker day here and it's it's really a tale of two cities, Ricardo. We've seen a a sell-off in technology shares and I think that's on the back of some pretty violent moves we saw in PayPal and Facebook overnight on the back of their quarterly earnings results. And then on the plus side, we've seen a a more positive quarterly update from Westpac, which has helped support our banks, and a stronger iron ore price, which has helped support our mining stocks. Can we go into some of that in more detail? Maybe first of all, that that technology sector and Facebook, the owner Meta. Um, In after hours trade, shares down 23% in the US. What are your thoughts? And more broadly, what are your thoughts about the technology space anyway? Because here, I mean, they've been smashed today too. Absolutely. Yeah, look, I think that with this rotation that we've seen out of growth stocks, which has been completely driven by the bond market, there's already quite a lot of nerves about technology shares in general. And it's not just Facebook. We've seen um, Netflix, PayPal and Facebook. Yes, they all sort of fairly marginally missed the market's expectations on their numbers, but the share price reactions we've seen have been quite extraordinary. All three of those stocks dropped by more than 20 20 odd percent. Um, face, uh, Netflix actually lost about a third on the back of its numbers, which were seen as like a less than 5% miss. So I'm not so sure that it necessarily reflects that these businesses are rapidly deteriorating. It's more that there's a lot of skittishness around growth stocks at the moment. And any sort of sort of slightly negative news is creating some pretty alarming sell-offs, which, you know, you've got to remember a quarter is not... Um, the, the end of a business. All businesses have good and bad quarters. And I, I, when I looked at the Facebook numbers, weaker than expected, but not terrible. How much of this has got to do with the rising interest rate environment? I think a lot of it. Um, you know, we, we've seen last week where it felt like the correction potentially bottomed out. The selling across technology, healthcare, anything that was growth focused 
it felt completely indiscriminate. And it's probably a combination of money moving from growth managers to value managers, margin calls. We know that there's been margin calls on coin exchanges against Bitcoin, which has also had a, a significant crash. So it's just this, you know, this con continual um, false selling, which has really pushed these names down. And we did see a positive news um, overnight from Google that, that their shares jumped 10% on better than expected earnings. Ultimately, the fundamentals will win out. But I really think what is going on at the moment is more around the nerves of the market rather than fundamentals. Okay. Uh, locally, the other big story, Westpac's earnings out today. Uh, what did you make of it? I think cash profit up 1%, but there is increasing competition. And what's the outlook for the sector given that rising interest rate environment? Yeah, look, I, I think you could find some, some positives in this Westpac quarterly, and you could also find some negatives. The positives were that the, the, the company delivered much better cost management, so that the cost growth was significantly lower than we have seen in previous quarters. We also, as you said, you know, we've seen quite strong lending growth, um, and that's that's a positive for them. But what really reflects those competition pressures are the net interest margins. They're, they're effectively the rate that they're offering to their customers to borrow money. And we've continued to see this contract, and it was down by about eight basis points in this quarterly. So I would say there's some things to be happy about with this result. There's some things that weren't so great. But Westpac has had some poor results recently, and I think it was just a bit of a sigh of relief from the market that it wasn't too bad. And finally and briefly, we've seen the market uh, really correct itself during January. Any opportunities right now? Look, I think there will be. Uh, we're about to hit our earnings season, and ultimately what share prices do from here will have a lot to do with what their results look like. Um, there's a term, an acronym being thrown around the market, EBITDAC which is earnings before interest tax, depreciation, amortization, and COVID. And I, I think that will be one of the million dollar questions is we all know every business had COVID impacts in the last half and they've continued into this new, finance, uh, new calendar year. And it's trying to work out what normalized earnings look like in the next year or two for these companies as we hopefully come out of this lockdown and COVID influenced environment. Ben Clark there from TMS Capital from the share market. Let's go to oil and petrol. And OPEC Plus overnight says it will increase oil production by 400,000 barrels per day. But will it actually meet that guidance? It comes as the oil price recovers from its lows of 2020 as global economies reopen. For more, Sarah Conti spoke earlier with Vivek Dahl. He's the Commonwealth Bank's commodity strategist. OPEC has decided to boost oil production by 400,000 barrels a day. Will it happen? It's a great question because even though they pledged to do about 400,000 barrels a day, in reality, uh, what they'll actually add is probably going to be less than that, perhaps two-thirds of that amount. Um, and that means that, that OPEC plus supply additions, which previously was seen as a key negative for prices, is now turning into a, a potential support because people are factoring in more disappointing OPEC plus supply growth. What will this mean for the oil price? So oil prices right now are around $90 a barrel, and this is for Brent, which is the main benchmark, which, which affects uh, the Asian markets and, and Australia. And we expect that price uh, to keep rising um, because the supply additions from OPEC plus just don't look like it'll be enough to meet the demand growth that we've seen, despite the impact of, of the Omicron variant. 
um, and the fact that we're seeing rising tensions uh, between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, so those factors have really meant that oil prices probably have some more room up north to go uh, from current levels. And what will the flow-on effect be for petrol prices here? Sure. So look, there are two key factors that drive uh, petrol prices in Australia. One is the, the oil price, and the second is the Aussie dollar. Now, our view uh, is that oil prices will keep uh, going north, and that is going to be positive for Australian petrol prices. Now, there will be some effect which will be mitigated by our view that the Aussie dollar will strengthen, but our view is that the Aussie dollar will strengthen maybe 2.5% every quarter, um, whereas with oil prices, we see a more aggressive increase. So net on net, we actually see uh, petrol price pressures rising from here. No good news for motorists then. Um, in what other ways could this decision by OPEC affect Australia? Sure. So, look, in terms of what uh, this means is that often we could see higher oil prices transfer through the supply chain. Um, and so the first order effect you often see straight away in terms of uh, the oil price and the petrol price reaction. Um, but once it becomes embedded, we could see higher cost pressures come through. Um, and that's something that, that is a concern um, when we look through the supply chain. Vivek Dahl there from the Commonwealth Bank speaking with Sarah Conti. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Music.